Hey again, everybody, it's time for the show. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Do you find shopping around for insurance a time-consuming hassle? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me take it from there. You'll be surprised at how easy it can be. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Want to get stronger, lose weight, and be healthier? Popeye Supplements Ottawa has the products and advice to help you reach those goals. And they proudly carry great Canadian brands like TC Nutrition based out of Saskatoon. TC Nutrition takes pride in providing its customers with the most innovative, highest quality supplements backed by science with flavors second to none. Remember at Popeye Supplements Ottawa, it's free delivery on online orders over $99 at PopeyesOnlineOrders.com. Jim K. Ford is pleased to announce the return of the Ford Bronco, built with the toughness of an F-Series and the spirit of a Mustang. To reserve the all-new Bronco today, go to Ford.ca. Just make your selection, then choose your dealership. Of course, we'd love it if you choose our good friends at Jim K. Ford. Then, get ready for the Broncos to ride this spring. The legendary Bronco is back. Find out more at Ford.ca. The SWP Podcast, sports and whatever. Hey everyone, welcome again to the SWP, a podcast devoted to tales of sports and whatever. Pretty much the topics you'd cover off over a pint after the game. I'm Steve Warren of the nation's capital, Jimmy's out west. A little shout out action to two new Patreon members, Doug McCallum and Nurse Jay. Thanks to both of you and welcome aboard. Thanks to all our Patreon members. We're hoping to get to 100 by the end of 2020. For details on membership, which has its perks, and of course, helps support the show you enjoy listening to on a daily basis, check out stevewproject.com. James, how are things? Yeah, things are fine, Stevie. I'm trying to... uh, uh, I got my TV on starting last night, watching the election results, right? Because it's it's beyond curiosity, of course, for people. It's bananas. uh, It's bananas. It's living up to what... Uh, in, in terms of how close it is, no one knows yet. By the way, okay, what's going on? To to, to wind the tape right to the up to the minute, uh, it's, it might be two three days here, okay, <laughs> because of mail in ballots. Uh, the, the one of the one of the poll stations flooded or something, and it, it's a big big center. It's a big <laughs> big area, so there's there's just all sorts of shit going on. Donald Trump is calling it a fraud. Uh, he's, he's tweeting stuff that's illegal. So they've had to block his tweets. Uh, he declared victory last night. Yeah, he did. He did that. Yay me. And then he started talking about other things that, uh, so it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so (laughs) the other thing is Steve, uh, is it the most complicated thing? Okay. When all the networks, they got their happy boards there, their smart boards or whatever they're doing. Magic boards. The magic boards. Tapping this state, look out here. All the, you know, we we can't declare. That's too early because of the. It's a swing state. Uh, we don't know. He's down in percentage, but he'll probably win. Uh, that's an electoral deal. He has enough. <laughs> Holy Jesus! What's going on? You know what? I can't follow it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how they elect presidents. I, no, I, I think you. I think you vote. When you go to vote, I think you cast a ballot for the president itself. Uh, so you get the popular vote, all this stuff. Um, but here's the other thing, Stevie. Okay. And it reminds me of uh, big events that we cover in sports. Okay. Like like a Super Bowl uh, or or we got multiple networks covering a ball game or something or the World Series. 
and and you've got all the networks you know naturally tied into this election okay your your big three abc nbc uh cbs big four i guess and fox okay they all have their i see okay so they all have their coverage going on steve okay can people stop please okay hazing the networks okay if you go on twitter right it's like anyone watching the fox coverage it's brutal it's the worst i've ever seen oh no cbs terrible it's awful cut right they're killing these stations steve because they might be getting an update 90 seconds after another station you know or 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 maybe five minutes okay let's say cbs five minutes later reports what abc did five minutes earlier okay People are killing them. <laughs> it's five minutes, man. You know, stick to your yeah. station. You're going to get an update very shortly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like the NHL trade deadline, right? Sportsnet and TSN going at it every year. Like, I, I really don't care if I've had to wait an extra 30 yeah. seconds. Oh, look at that. Uh, Bob McKenzie said it on TSN. And then, of course, somebody at Sportsnet is monitoring that very closely. So Bob's barely got the words out of his mouth. And the guy at Sportsnet's got the information and he's giving it to, I can't, I mean, great. I'm, it's great. I'm glad you broke that and everything, but you know, once it's out there, I, I only had to wait five seconds because I was watching the other channel. Yeah. It's not it, really it, the end of the world. No, or, or newspapers when they were alive and well, you know, the, the journal and the sun. Okay. I, I, or I think it was the citizen in Ottawa, right? Ottawa citizen. Was that the big, okay. Correct. So big story breaks and the, 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 Sun paper comes out at 5.30 in the morning and they hit the streets, you know, uh, 46 minutes before the other paper. And right. people are killing the other. It's like, you got to be kidding. Well, the paper actually was different because, I mean, if you miss a scoop and the other guy gets it over at the competing newspaper, well, you got to wait till the next day before right. it can get in there. Now you got online <laughs> properties now, but before all the internet stuff, it was hard copy and if I beat you at the other paper, uh, you look terrible, right? Yeah. So, because everybody's buying up the other paper because they got the exclusive on the big story and the, the other readers have to wait till the next day. That does, in fact, convert readers I, I, to change I, over to the other paper. Does it really, though? I, I don't think so. I don't think. If it happens enough, I rate, believe it does. Well, there's a deadline. What you're talking about is the deadline. If you don't mean it, we got to go to print here to get all our papers out. And if you miss it, the deadline, right? Then it, it's a day late. But if you think of breaking stories, Steve, in the newspaper that you read, uh, okay, and the story comes out, everyone's going to get it within 24 hours, okay? You might get it at hour two from that paper, and, and you might get it at the worst 24 hours later. Um, if you think down the road, Steve, about the big story, you're not going to remember which paper you saw that in. I, you know, I, I, I can't, yeah, I read that. Oh, my God, it was in the, the sun. Wins again. I mean, I, you know, I just, I refuse to think that you're going to, you know, people are going to recall the the huge breaking story and which paper they read it in. You know, yeah, I, I really, I can't disagree enough. I mean, that's, again, back to the hard copy of newspaper and, and only that, you know, that's that's why people have talked about scoops. That's, you know, people who get exclusives, um, you know, they get, they get raises for a reason. They don't just say, it didn't matter that you got the scoop there on, on the opposition. That's why they become extremely highly paid columnists who are always getting the exclusives that's so i couldn't disagree more when it comes to hard copy newspapers the scoops matter my point is that i feel like yeah i'm on board totally when you're talking about 
2020 journalism because right now no time elapses between somebody breaking a story and uh you know and somebody else picking it up well i guess if you look at rags okay if you look at this the smutty rags maybe you're right right because people eat that shit up okay they eat it up right and they and and usually the headline is not anything what the story is in the long term i guess you're right steve i guess in the over the long term you're going you know what these guys are on it all the time that reporter is you know, has a, has a scoop all the time. Okay. In the long run. Okay. I get it. But anyway, back, you know, back to these people killing networks on this, this, yeah. Imagine trying to cover the election as a network in the States of, of uh, how the people you have to have in line to try and get an updated voter count. I, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know how they do it. You know, I honestly um, in a point where I'm making my decision based on the caliber of the delivery it's not so much about you had it first, you had it second. I'm going to Mister First. Um, that doesn't that that obviously helps if I feel like I'm always getting you know the the information before anybody else. I suppose it helps, but I'm more choosing what I watch, whether it's uh, NHL deadline day or U.S. Right. election coverage. I'm basing it exclusively on the presentation and the caliber of the hosts. And tell me, CNN's John King isn't making decisions for a lot of people. He's got the magic board, just like the six other major outlets. And what John King does with it is magic compared to what everybody else is just stumbling through it. Um, er, um, let's see here. This is, um, uh, er, whereas John King, like the rest of the CNN hosts might as well have gone home and let John King do his thing on the magic board there. He seemed yeah. to know every single small region in America and what each one of those regions meant to either Biden or Trump and their hopes of winning the election. It was sick how good he was. Yeah. Well, well I'd say the same for NBC. That's the coverage I've been with. I'm Lester Holt. Okay. I've been watching. Not bad, Jimmy. I'm Lester Holt. Uh, and the other guy, the, the, he's this, uh, I forget his name, but they're good. They're good. The rat faced beard guy. A uh, little bit, I think. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a bearded guy. He's yeah. the guy going. I, love, the I usually board. love him in general. I love He's him in the, general, but at, at the board, John King destroyed him. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I um. So you know, back to my original angst about this whole thing, where you know you'll see someone post, you know, CNN said that uh, Trump won Nevada, and ABC is saying Biden has. What's the going on here? <laughs> it's like, well, it's a really tough thing, kid. Okay, I'll just you know they're trying to give you up to the second, you know, and they just murder these stations of the general public, you know, if they don't have it, like like they're counting the ballots themselves or something, you know, it's ridiculous. Relax, everyone, relax. Okay, (laughs) and once again, Donald Trump doesn't really know how things work in the world. You know, the reality is all these mail-in votes, big hordes of them in some states, and it takes time to count them all. Right. And Donald Trump is basically already saying, we are suing over the loss in Michigan. We demand that they stop counting the votes in Michigan. Like, what is that? Right. It, just because just because they're getting to them late doesn't mean they don't, you know, they Count, don't yeah. uh, measure out as being as important as any other vote. He's just so dumb sometimes. What is uh, consistent is that everyone's going, even Republican reporters are going, Donald Trump's losing his mind. He does not know what he's talking about here. And 100% of everyone who's commented on that have been against what he's, completely against what he's talking. In fact, a couple of them, when I was watching, said, 
he's lost his mind. A part of me sympathizes with him because, you know, traditionally on election night, you declare a winner. And uh, I think Trump was kind of grasping at straws. You know, it's like, oh, well, we have to, you know, this thing should be settled tonight. And he had, uh, you know, he had some good outcomes, obviously. But the reality is all these mail-in votes. I guess the deal is, and Bernie Sanders called all this on uh, on Jimmy Fallon like about a week ago, I think. And just said, for some reason... Democrats love to mail in their votes. And for some reason, the Republicans, they like to show up uh, at actual polling stations. And those are the ones that get counted first. And so at that stage of the game, Donald Trump thinks he won and he declares it. And then the more of these mail-in votes that start arriving, then all of a sudden it looks like, okay, I had this. It's uh, 1030 at night. I've got this major lead. And now all of a sudden I don't at five in the morning. Like what the hell's going on? Well, here's the here's the other thing that could backfire on this guy. Okay, so now he's really outspoken, and he's come to the podium and slamming his fist, going, "We demand that the 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 you know they get rid of this fraudulent vote counting thing, right?" And everyone's going, "No, pal." <laughs> okay, here's the other thing. It could work in his favor. Okay, so what happens is. No matter what happens, he's saying, "Right, I'm telling you right now, we are suing that state, Pennsylvania, or whoever." And, and so Michigan, whoever it is, right? And they're gonna they're gonna go. Okay, well, we got to count these votes. Okay, and by the way, uh, we did count them after you filed your lawsuit here, and you you were ahead. Oh well, now I'm Joe Biden going. I'm right behind you, Donald. Let's sue them. Let's let's not count these ballots. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. That could easily happen, right? All you got to do is watch this coverage, and the one thing you will take away from it is nobody knows right now who's going to win this thing you know right. and 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 the other indication is just how how divided the the states is crazy right how how divided they are right because they both hate each other democrats and republicans and it's going to go down to the wire you know um and, and you know even i'm not even really that fired up as a canadian uh, you know whether i'm a republican or a democrat or anything like that i just feel like the last four years you know, if I was an American, I would have been so embarrassed by some of Donald Trump's behavior and commentary and social media activity and all the accusations that surround this guy. I'm sure some of them true, some of them not. But just I would have such a bad taste in my mouth about his representation of me if I were an American that I'd almost be voting based just on personality and not towing party lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well, all that, right? That's been going on for four years, where people are going, "What? What did he just say?" <laughs> and yet, half the country doesn't care. Half yeah. of America does not care about anything Donald Trump has done in the last four years. Right, right. So it just goes to show you, it's it's so uncertain, you know. Yeah. Uh, did you see the motorcade of Joe Biden uh, going to going to speak, leaving his nope. house to go to wherever he's? I, I think he's in Delaware, where he lives, and he was going from his his house to some place where there's a stage where he, cause he spoke last night about two in the morning or something. I think it was about midnight, my time. Uh, so they got the live footage here, right? They got him walking out of his house. They got him getting into his car, all the black suburbans. Okay. And then off he goes. Okay, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I stopped counting Steve at 20 cars in that security detail. Wow. I'm not kidding you more than the, more than you've ever seen the president moving around town. Okay. 20, maybe more, Steve. So it's probably like election night that you're fearing for your life here, that, there, you know, there's rioting. And Seattle was, I was watching the news 
earlier this morning. Seattle's upside down with a bunch of rioting going on again. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's I unbelievable. Would, that's crazy. Like I would have said, you know, you get to 10, that sounds like overkill as well. Um, but look it up. <laughs> go to, go to YouTube right on. now. Go to YouTube right now. You can, you can maybe look at it right now uh, while we're talking about, but it was just like staggering, staggering. The Pope doesn't have this big a motorcade. Yeah. Right. So, well, I'll do it during the break here. I will take a time out on the show and get into some sports talk. Uh, we got uh, lots of NFL, got a bit of hockey as well, and some golf. That's all coming up after these words. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you love pizza? Well, I got great news. Pico, with its mouth-watering, thin-crust, Neapolitan-style pizza, it's finally here in Ottawa. It's everything we heard it would be. Pico is so fast and delicious, made right in front of you with only the best ingredients. Create your own Pico masterpiece or choose from one of their incredible chef-inspired variations. Pico, a totally fresh, delicious, innovative take on pizza. Order online or drop in at 236 Richmond Road or 170 Metcalf. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Want to get stronger, lose weight, and be healthier? Popeye Supplements Ottawa has the products you need to reach all those goals. And they proudly support Canadian brands like Jameson. Canada's most trusted brand of vitamins since 1922. Right now, save up to 20% off your entire order in-store or PopeyesOnlineOrders.com. Introducing the return of a legend at Jim K. Ford. The all-new Bronco. The two-door, four-door, and the Bronco Sport. Built to get you to those places you only see in nature documentaries. Reserve yours now at Ford.ca. Just choose your Bronco and fill out your dealership choice. We'd love it if you select Jim K. Ford. Then in the spring of 2021, the Broncos begin to ride. Meet the future of off-roading. Reserve your Bronco today at Ford.ca. If you're buying or selling your home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped us set the right price for our home and the response from buyers was amazing. So many offers. He also set aside a budget to help us with painting, cleaning, staging, and lighting. And our home sold fast for well over asking price. Contact Glenn today at glenwalton.com. The SWP Podcast. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome back to the show. Jimmy made a really yummy noise and we talked about Possibly talking about golf in this segment, so let's go to that. Not possible because, golf, you know. yeah, as we uh, as we record this, we are now seven days away from a tradition unlike any other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes, the Masters indeed. looms, and uh, I see your Dustin Johnson is back after a bout with COVID nineteen, playing at the Houston Open, feeling like he's a little bit behind in his preparation for the Masters for obvious reasons, right? And uh, but he's uh, feeling fine. He said he was lucky. It was a mild version, I guess, of it. So he didn't have too much trouble with it, which is more the norm than the exception. But I'm pleased mm-hmm. for him that he's back and and uh, hopefully uh, has his stuff together. 
but probably the guy everybody's watching going into the Masters because he just won the U.S. Open in September. That would be Bryson DeChambeau. And he did very well at the Masters last year. And uh, But this year he's uh, he's coming in looking to basically bring the Masters to its knees as far as distance goes because he's a very different human being since last year's Masters. We're dealing with a, over a year and a half uh, as opposed to one year. Um, mm-hmm. So at the Masters, he's going to get out there and he's going to try the longest possible driver a golfer is allowed to use. He's going to roll out there with a 48-inch driver in competition for the very first time. That's pretty much what he's been working on in the month he's taken off uh, from competition before the Masters. And uh, he says, I'm looking forward to trying to put it in play at Augusta, see what I can do for the golf course and what opportunities it will present for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think? You've been to Augusta. Is that a place that you want to be absolutely annihilating the ball off the tee? Well, well, for sure you do all, you know, long and straight, right. was the, the, the most underestimated or understated thing I've ever heard or overstated thing. However, it says when a guy said the golf course favors the long straight hitter. No way. No way. <laughs> Which it's one not does the guy not? Who, not the guy who snap hooks it every third hole. Cause he's gripping it too hard. Um, <laughs> You're laying so there's up no all doubt the time. Any, any golf course, Steve, where these guys can hit a shorter club coming into the green. Uh, any of those PGA events, right? It's better. It's better if the guy has a wedge instead of an eight iron or a nine iron. Yeah, it becomes darts after that, right? Yeah, because they can really make it dance, right? Um, it's even more so at the Masters that if you can get down there, uh, you know, and start to use wedges, because uh, the greens are so fast and so undulating that you know you gotta got you gotta have some spin on it, man, coming into these greens. So yes, it's a big advantage. It's it's as big an advantage as any golf course uh, to be able to hit it closer to the green, uh, at Augusta. I've, I've seen it, you know, I was, I mean, I was standing on a side of the green during the practice round one time and I was yapping away. There was no one on the, on the green. And the a marshal said, do you mind keeping it down? You know? And I said, well, there's no one here. He goes, yeah, there is. You just can't see them. You're only seeing the back of the green. There's a guy putting down in the front. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like you'll, you'll, the undulations are crazy and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, what, what's, Completely interesting is that you're right. Bryson DeChambeau is the guy right now, okay, because of what he did in the U.S. Open, because he hits at 360, 370, 380. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's got the world here wrapped about what is going on with this guy. How much possibly, how much further can they possibly hit it than a Rory, than a Dustin Johnson, than Matthew Wolf or whoever these other guys are out there killing it? Um, He's single-handedly, Steve, single-handedly, this guy has become the number one distraction in the sport of golf. Um, you know, timing has a lot to do with it because the Masters is coming up. Uh, there's, there's been some people sort of speaking out against, we're going to have to do something about this guy hitting it so far. And I think that's just the most ridiculous take ever. There's nothing we have to do about it. Um, but I've never seen it in a sport, Steve, where where the, the focus is off the number one guy in the world, which I think is Dustin, off these other high, you know, the John Roms and the Rory McIlroys. People want to watch this guy and, and they want to see what's going to happen. And Well, most <laughs> betting services have him as the favorite. And that's a bit unusual because he's never cracked the top 20 in his last three Masters appearances. He was there yeah. in 2016, 21st, 2018, he was 38th. And then last year he tied for 29th. He had the first round lead actually, 
but then went out with a 75-73-70 and finished nine shots back of the eventual winner, some guy named Tiger. Right. He may have had the same results in the U.S. Open, Steve, and look what he did previous to this year, and then he won it. Right. The guy's, how old is he? 25, 24, 23? I don't know. You know, he's- Something like that. Yeah, super 27, young. 27. Okay, 27 years old. He's The guy's the nuts right now. He's absolutely the nuts. And not, not only the distance thing, Steve, but what everyone else is forgetting is all his other golf clubs are the same length. Uh, it's just crazy, right? Everyone said, this is, this is way, way, way out of the book of teaching of golf what this guy's doing, and there's no way it's going to work. Well, it is, you know? And the science of stepping off putts and and the weight of the golf balls and the and the the, the spin on them. He weighs them in water, all his balls and shit like that. It's just yeah. he's got the world by the tail, man. And he's a proven proven guy now. So he's say like I say, beyond distraction, he's gonna change golf. He's gonna change the equipment. He's gonna change how how guys hit it, uh, you know, how they rip at it, uh, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of and Steve, well, I- he's a fantastic putter. He's an unbelievable putter. <laughs> bizarre putter, but <laughs> yeah, bizarre for but sure. But it's a very bizarre stance. Uh, have a look at it. But uh, I, I mean, I, th- I think he's going to, if he has, if he continues to have success, he's going to force all the other players who already have their money, who still burn to win. Like he's going to force them to change, to get longer off the tee. And, uh, and, and that whole notion that you brought up about, well, maybe we need to change the golf courses to slow this guy down or maybe change the rules around to slow this guy down. It's like they're just so underestimating how insanely difficult it is to hammer the ball that long and keep it yeah. in the fairway. Between the like ditches. That's in, yeah. yeah. Like the otherwise, well, why why isn't everybody on the long drive tour? Like there's long drive competitions all across North America where guys are routinely hitting it well over 400 yards. Why aren't they going to the PGA Tour? Oh, yeah. It's really hard to keep that ball straight. Yeah. Half the time, those long drive guys, they're hitting it you know, 450, but they, they, have, they don't keep it in, in play, and, and thus it doesn't count. So I, th- I think people minimize how unbelievable that is to hit it that long and keep it in play. Yeah, if you see him rip at it, right, you go, how can he possibly be controlling the, the direction of the ball? How can you, right? Well, watch him. Yep. <laughs> you know, he, he does, and he's a great bunker. A great, he's got the the whole game here. You're not talking about you're not talking about some guy who comes on the tour and hits it further than everyone, and he's a celebrity for about ten minutes when he can't get up and down from anywhere when he's hitting it all over the map. You know, it, it, this this thing is totally different. You know, and think of you know when you think of equipment changes that that people are <clears throat> golf suffers from people saying they're a purist of the game. You know, they're so a lot of them are still caught in the past, you know, uh, and there's been so many changes, right? And particularly equipment, all right? And then and then the physical thing, Steve, right? That they're all working out like maniacs, crazy mm-hmm. maniacs to work out, which they never did before. But, but look at hockey, Steve, okay? Where everyone had the same equipment for a while and then someone comes along, right? And, and, and starts to rip it with this stick. And the guys are looking at it going, wait, wait a minute, that's not a wood stick. What is that, Right? Bangle, right? Now you got uh, whatever these sticks are made of now. Teflon blades, Steve, and, and with skates, you know, and, and that came along, right? And they started using them. They go, well, I don't know about that, man. You know, well, you know, there's people are going to change. People are, my point is, they're going to start to follow Bryson DeChambeau 
and and club manufacturers are going to have to steal whatever clubs he's playing with. I don't know what the brand name is. It probably doesn't matter because they're so custom made. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be crazy. Yeah, and they're all the same length, right? It's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's, all his irons are the same length, I should say. And so he he's doing things differently. He's, uh, he's making sure that he's getting the maximum distance uh, off of, uh, off the, off the tee and, and good for him. And, and there, there can't be a complaint, I don't think. So if it's Rory McIlroy or whoever else, you know, wanders into the office, you know, knocks on the door of the, of the PGA rules officials and says, oh, are we going to do something about this? Well, here's what we can do. Here's my advice, Rory, is, um, uh, no one's stopping you from doing it. Right. You know? Why don't you do what he's doing? Right. No, I don't know. Cause it's, it's almost- difficult. Those, those 48 inch drivers, part of the reason they're rarely used is because they're extremely difficult to control. Right. Right. An inch, an inch on a driver is like a mile, man. Okay. It feels like a mile with, if you grab the club that was an inch or two longer, you know? Um, anyway, I, I agree. You know, it was almost petty. Roy was one of the first guys to sort of give a backhanded comment when Bryson won that U S open or, or maybe it was a turn before that, but remember you and I talked about it and we mm-hmm. thought it was like the timing was just awful that he sort of spoke against the guy. Cause he was just celebrating a victory. Right. It'd be, uh, to me, it was too bad, Roy. Uh, uh, you're petty, man. It was petty, you know. Um, so, what do you think about Mike Weir? Do you think Mike Weir's got uh, any chance to make? I don't know, nobody expects him to win or anything like that, obviously. But uh, might he make some noise potentially? He's uh, done very well on the Champions Tour so far with three top ten finishes, and he says he's feeling better about his game going into Augusta than he has in a very long time. Right, which which is for sure obvious, right? Because Mike Weir's been nowhere. Uh, I, lo- I love the Mike Weir story now. He's on the tour. He's done very well on the senior tour. Um, but but don't forget, Mike Weir won the Masters in 2003. Okay, so 17 years ago. And they they made it really longer since then. They've, they did a rebuild. They moved some tee boxes back. So it's a completely different Augusta from when Mike Weir played. Uh, the problem with, as you get older, you can't hit it as far each year. There's a little less right. comes off the old driver. Uh, Imagine if poor old Mike ends up in DeChambeau's threesome. Ah! Yeah, I, I I don't think these older guys stand a chance anymore. Uh, speaking of distance, you know, they just they're, they're hitting five irons when other guys are hitting eight irons, Steve, and and you got no shot, you got no chance. Um, but but he's a great story. Everyone thought he was just slipping away into oblivion, and he's you know he's like VJ Singh. There's nobody, nobody that can hold a candle of this guy in terms of how hard he works and practices. Right. I gave him a little tweet the other day. See if he wanted to come on the show. Oh. Yeah, I got a call from some security guy saying, if you ever bother him again, okay, we're going to call the cops. So I don't know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's close it out today with a little football. Um, And I wonder if New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick is thinking that the NFL season this year is a joke. Right now, the Patriots are two and five. And one former New England Patriot says he doesn't think Belichick is taking it seriously. Matt Light, I think he's an offensive lineman with the Pats for a long time. He says he's convinced Belichick doesn't give a damn about New England's horrible two and five record, arguing that with all the canceled practices, missed training camp, mandatory quarantines and rescheduled games, no one is taking the 2020 season seriously anyway. The Patriots do look pretty terrible right now. Do you put any stock 
in what Matt Light had to say about Bill Belichick. Well, listen, if you're Bill Belichick, forget, forget the, forget what sport you're playing in. Uh, look at it from a personal point of view, as I do about COVID. Uh, I'm almost 60. I'm going to be 60 in a year or two. Uh, Bill Belichick's, I think, older than I am. Uh, and, and if he's anything like me, I got this, I got this real legitimate fear about getting COVID. Okay. I don't want to get it. I'm older. I smoke. I'm trying to quit. I'm, I'm, I'm petrified of it. I'm getting more, I'm getting more and more nervous about it. I'm, you know, I haven't been out of my house to speak of in, in the last 10 days or so. Uh, so if you're, if you're Bill Belichick, he, he, you know, a lot of people, Steve, are, are getting very scared now of COVID. Okay. The, the cases of it are on the rise. Uh, there's records here in, in a couple of different provinces over the last three or four days of the highest incidence of COVID. And so I might, I might give that some credence about Bill Belichick appearing like he doesn't give a shit, but the other side of me be, might be going, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to get close to people right now. That's the way life is. Um, and I just can't imagine Steve, Bill Pelichuk, the, the you know, this guy's got an unbelievable grit to win, you know, fierce, fierce, competitive person, yeah. you know? So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that at all. Well, step you one know. would be if I'm Belichick, I would not appreciate Matt Light saying this about me because it really almost comes off as immature. The two of them played together from 01 to 2011. So Light played for Belichick, so knows him well. And if I'm Belichick, I'm like, you, you really painted me in a bad light there because right now I'm two and five and you're saying that suddenly I'm not taking the NFL season seriously anymore. Like that's almost a child childlike behavior. You know, you're you're doing something and uh, you care about it. And then all of a sudden your team's getting waxed. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I didn't care anyway. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really care about this game anyway. Like it right. just, that's, that's, that's what this looks like. And if I'm Belichick, I'm not very happy about that. But Light went on to say, five years from now, when we look back on this NFL season, are we going to be talking about it? No one is going to look back on the 2020 season and compare it to anything other than it was a joke. It was ridiculous. And I think that's just stupid. Why, why you know, is it ridiculous? Ter- they're they're you know, playing a I full season. Yeah. Oh. And, and just look back at uh, every single guy who won a Stanley Cup ring with the Tampa Bay Lightning this year. Like, everybody said the same thing, that, you know, they were extenuating circumstances, but no one's putting an asterisk beside that. No one's anything but 100% satisfied with winning a Stanley Cup, hoisting it. Um, So, I I don't know. I I guess uh, maybe Matt Light won a few too many championships or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know where that's coming from, and uh, I have—I refuse to believe Bill Belichick goes into any season being as competitive as he is and not wanting to win the championship. If Bell Bell, uh, and by the way, Steve, the other uh, same thing with the other major sports, the NBA championship, right? To take nothing away from the Lakers and the World Series, take nothing away from the Dodgers, right? E- totally. Even though it was a really shortened season, it was a third or a fourth of what you know, a third, what 180? They played 60 games. Um, you know, I, I, I never thought for one second that this wasn't, you know, extraordinary, the people who win those championships. The other thing is, Steve, Bill Belichuk, man, if Bill Belichuk lost his drive, okay, if he was getting up one morning and all of a sudden a, a little different feeling came over him from the past 25 years of him being in, in professional football of saying, I don't feel like going to work today, uh, 
almost assuredly, Steve, he would he would ask to be dismissed. Right. Right. He would he would look at this thing and go, you know, even now, if if that guy's right, the guy who said that that he's he's not serious about the season, he'd go into managing and go, look at, let me get out of the way. I shouldn't have done this. I'm you know I've had a great career. Um, he, he would. He would. All you got to do is talk to really highly successful guys, Steve, coaches and athletes. And all of them, when it comes time to retire, all of them say the same thing. You know, I just found myself wanting to spend more time away from the rink or the field, uh, more with my family. I've had a great run and see you later. Right. So, yeah, you don't do what that guy's done for the last uh, 20 years uh, without the burning desire to win and compete and be better than the coach on the other sideline on any given Sunday. I think that's just a terrible take that that guy had. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. If you're enjoying it and want to help us keep producing every weekday, don't forget to subscribe, share the show with your friends and followers, or consider becoming a show member for as little as the cost of a pint once a month. Connect with us today, stevewproject.com. James, you know what I'm going to ask. Oh. Any final thoughts? Tell me the story, Steve, about the guys who got fined for the wrong socks or something. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, that was the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'll take final thoughts on this. That's moronic yeah. from the National Football League in that both Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers and running back James Conner, they each got fined $5,000. Well, what horrible thing did they do? Yeah. Well, their socks didn't adequately cover their lower legs. <sighs> Yeah, right. You know what? They I got away. They, they got away with one there, Steve. That should be a hundred yeah. grand. They got no, away no. with one there, pal. Okay. No, they should be in jail. Yeah. What's what's this league coming to? It's outrageous. Uh, what is this West Point Academy or whatever? It is? <laughs> you have the right. Exactly. Got, and they couldn't bounce a quarter made. off his bed. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.